Let your glory come this morning, God. We have come to sow to the Spirit, and we believe that we will of the Spirit reap life. Hallelujah. We bless you. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our King, Jesus. Father, we delight in your word. We delight in your, your glory. We delight in your presence. We acknowledge our need for the Holy Spirit's help. We are awesomely grateful for our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. Come on, somebody celebrate it. We are grateful, God. Lord, we want our hearts to be tablets this morning that you can write your word on and our destiny and our future. Lord, <coughs> that you can pen on us and in our spirit man this morning. God, a fresh vision, a fresh mission in the mighty name of Jesus. We delight to be your servants. We delight to serve our Lord and our King. Hallelujah. Oh God, we choose you today. We put your kingdom first. We are here to seek your kingdom first, Father, and your righteousness. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, that Lord, every tongue in this place today is under the anointing. That's your anointing that lives big on the inside of each one of your saints, holy ones, godly ones. Has power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, for out of the heart flow the issues of life. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Lord, we don't want to be natural people. We want to be supernatural people. How many want to be a supernatural person? God, we come and we believe what your word says in the book of Galatians. That if we sow through the spirit, we will have the spirit reap life. Thank you for being here. Thank you for living big inside us. And Lord, direct this, the sessions we're about to enjoy. That is, we employ and put the word to work. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. Our heart is to continue steadfastly in the apostles' teaching, prayer, the breaking of bread, and fellowship in the holy name of Jesus. And signs and wonders are wrought by your apostles' glory to God, and great fear filled the church. We're ready for it, God. We want to experience it. We don't want to, we just don't want to know it. We want to experience it. If you're a, if you believe that and choose it, say amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hon, you just said that. I want to read something. The Spirit of God spoke to me last night right before I was going to sleep, and I'm telling you, I couldn't keep my eyes open. And it was like I had to find something to write it down on. I had a book next to me. I wrote it in the back of the book. 
and I believe I wrote it in the back of my Bible here this morning. This is what the Lord spoke to me last night. And you know when God, you know when it's God, because I was really ready to fall asleep. Many, and I woke my, I tried to wake my husband up and he wouldn't wake up. Like he was sound, you know. This is what he said, this is what he said to me. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Many people read the word, but there is no faith put to it. Not saying we don't believe what the word is saying, but there is no faith put to it. Listen, God has grown us up to be disciples, to be everything that he's called us to be because we've been destined for this season and this hour that we're living in. Amen? And he said, as a result, there is no experience. So when we're reading the word, we're not really putting our faith to it, that it's for me, that I can move and operate in the spirit of God like the way I'm reading. Yes. And desiring those things. And, he sa- and so he said, as a re- result, there is no experience. But people who read the word and put their faith to it, experience it, and it literally becomes their empowerment. Hallelujah. It becomes their empowerment because they take it and they said, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to look for my opportunity. I'm going to look for the opening that God is opening for me. And God, there is your empowerment because of it. And you'll, you'll sense the presence of God. God's going to back up his word. He will perform it. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory that God. Okay. Before, uh, Brother Bird, just let me know that he has an unction before I give it to Elena. Yeah, let's open in prayer, shall we? Father, we thank you for the anointing. I will, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for your presence. And Lord, this not only our lives are dedicated to you, but the session is dedicated to you, to your purposes, and to your kingdom. We welcome those who are watching by live stream. They're not, we're live stream, right? Yeah, Maya turned it on. Yeah, we're on. We welcome those from live streaming. And, Lord, uh, thank you for blessing our friends in Toronto that are connected with the Pharisees as well for that awesome church and the church of the Lord Jesus in Canada. We bless them. And, Lord, wherever people are watching across this nation or throughout the nations, let your anointing move powerfully and touch them as it's touching us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bert, what do you have? Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for the highest purpose being fulfilled today in these forums. For there are many that tout Christian doctrine. And as as, as important as doctrine is, There are many that do not have Christian experience. For you have heard it said that there is indeed an apostasy, and my word says that some shall depart from the faith in in these end days. Oh, but I tell you, there are many more that have departed from the Spirit. 
There is an apostasy of the word, but there's also been a great apostasy of the spirit. For even some of my people have left the moving of the spirit and no longer accept these things. So be no longer satisfied with only Christian doctrine. For Christian doctrine without Christian experience is void and it's dead. Even as my word says that the letter kills, but the spirit is that which gives life. So be found in the way of life. Be found in the way of true Christian experience that aligns itself with also Christian doctrine and with my word. Be not as one of those that would be on either side of the ditch. Those that are sensationalists, oh, and only chase after the Spirit. And then there are those that are, oh, what some of you have called Bible thumpers that are sticklers for the Bible, but they have no Christian experience and are void of the Spirit. So stay with my doctrine, oh, but move and stay with my spirit. For even in these days, there is a separation from those who are only doctrine people, from those who are both doctrine and spirit experience people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord praise for that. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the revelation. Come on. Oh, glory. Write it in our hearts. Come on. We just need to say thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. Yeah, glory to God. Don't just be, don't just hear the prophecy. Embrace it. Receive it. Glory. Let the power of God conceive something in us. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Before Pastor Elena ministers what uh, we had asked her, she uh, shared some things with us about the difference of what happens in the brain and part of what's going on in the church for an apostasy to occur. But in our children children not to walk with God, this 1968 prophecy of this woman in uh, Norway, as, as the Lord was speaking through Bert's vessel, and number two at the bottom of the page one, you don't have to go there right now, but if you have it, you may. And she said, this is what the Lord said through her. A lukewarmness without parallel will take hold of Christians. A falling away from true living Christianity. Christians will not be open, open for penetrating pe- preaching. They will not like an earlier time. To- they will not like in earlier times, want to hear of sin and grace, law and gospel, repentance and restoration. We need to have an ear to hear what God is saying. Right. Elena, would you share? We were talking what, about yeah, we were talking about it, yeah. We were, Friday night we got together to, to pray and pray for the forums. Um, the panel did. And we were talking, I, I, I presented something and said, what, let me ask a, a question, and it's going to be, uh, it's like a loaded question, because it, it, it c- could uh, go anywhere. But what do you think the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to do in the church? And I'm constantly stirred inside concerning that. What are you endeavoring to do? Not that everybody is following what the Holy Spirit is doing. In fact, a lot of people probably aren't even aware of Holy Spirit's presence in their life. 
But I believe this, that the Father is faithful. And I believe we're going to see a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost before the rapture of the church. I believe there's going to be a great harvest. And for us, we are getting ready here at the church for a great harvest. And we were talking about that, and we got talking about the different things and the distractions and how electronics has been. Listen, electronics, the devil didn't come up with that. God gave that. Okay, God, God gave the technology, all right? It's how it's being hijacked by the kingdom of darkness. And as Christian parents and even grandparents, I will say that because I believe grandparents should have a voice, not to usurp the parent's voice, but should have a supportive voice with the parents in in supporting what the parents are bringing their children up in. Amen? Amen. But, I, but the thing is, is that parents need to take a stand. And I know parents that are not even um, born again, that are tired of seeing their children on the electronics. Amen. And we were talking about the distraction, but I know we've heard reports about what it does to the brain. And the addiction that it's creating. So we're going to ask Elaine if she can share about that and just see what God does yep. from there. Good morning. Okay. Um, all right. So first of all, I, I want to, if I can, I just want to share something that the, um, the Lord showed me last night um, towards the end of the meeting. And... Um, he said it like this to me, and actually, Brother Bert touched on this early on last night, um, but the Lord said belief, belief in God, in anything that, that God is or what he will do, simple belief, just like a child believes Anything that you tell them, a young child, you can, you can be totally lying to them, <laughs> but they, most of the time they believe what you say if they know you because the, a child is moved by love. And if they know that that person loves them, then in their mind, they're rationalizing their rational. No, I'm not. <laughs> they're rationalizing that. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. This one. Yeah, it is. It, it was probably a. <laughs> yeah. Airplane. No, this one's still off. It's still off. In Jesus' name. Can I have a normal In Jesus' name, this is this is working. None of them are working. Nobody, somebody not back there does not like men and women preachers. See, when I tap, when I tap on it, Tim, you can hear it. But there's no sound. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Do you have sound on that? No. Okay, we have no sound. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just keep lifting your voice to God. Let's stand in the name of Jesus. Come on, stand up a minute.
glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Maya, try the wired. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Nothing, huh? Well, glory. Ha, ha, ha. Shake a base that among Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Uh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Worthy worthy worthy. worthy, worthy, worthy. No. Hallelujah. Oh, the devil don't like the truth. Hallelujah. We give you Testing praise one, and we two. give you honor and glory. You may be seated. We're going to figure this out. This is odd. You got this. Something popped. Maybe it's the glory. Uh, let me tell you a story real fast, and Elena will pick up in a moment because uh, we're the victors. Okay, uh, we are in Toronto uh, during the outpouring and, uh, of the Father's heart, and um, there was a, a hotel that was, uh, you know, of course, the outpouring took place there in January 20th, 1974, or 94, 1994. January 20th, 1994 is when the outpouring began there with Randy Clark and John, uh, Pastor John Arnott and Carol. And um, there was a, one of the hotels that was very close to proximity to their location when the revival started was on the verge of closing. Well, the revival filled that hotel to the place where they, they had so much increase of money and funds, they totally refurbished it. This is what revival did. I don't know if they were Christian folk, but they were certainly blessed. Amen. I do not believe they were Christians because there were things that happened that uh, <laughs> this was the word. When revival showed up, when revival showed up and that outpouring, there were so many different signs and wonders and physical responses to the anointing and the glory. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they say they want revival. Do you really want it? When you read revival history and you see what happens when the Holy Spirit comes. Well, let me just share this with you. The power of God was so strong in those services. We got back to the hotel one night and we had every, <laughs> almost everybody that was attending the Toronto outpouring had a key, an electronic key for their room. None of them worked. The power of God, the only thing that can delete the, the card is a power surge. Say power surge. Well, we all got surged with such Holy Ghost power. None of the keys worked. And everybody that came back from the Toronto thing, they're going, oh, 
and hey, and, and I mean, there is all so many different manifestations of the Holy Ghost, and the management told all the workers, don't say anything to those people. We're blessed because of what God's doing at their place. They weren't even saved, but don't say nothing to them people. I mean, they got the hose, the haze, all the charge had to get re recharged, hallelujah, so you could get into your room, Elena. Okay, so, all right, so this is the way the Lord said it to me. <laughs> Receiving and moving with the Holy Spirit is not going to take place in our lives without, without belief, simple belief, just like we believe for salvation, just like we believe for healing. We have to believe like a child accepts things. That's why Jesus said, unless you receive the kingdom of God like a child, you can't enter it. Why is that? I, I asked my daughter, my 13-year-old, this question. I said, um, I said, kids, kids don't, young kids usually don't have a problem with faith. And she goes, why? Because they believe everything you tell them. <laughs> She's, you know, a teenager. So. And I said, yeah, that's right. Because children base things on, if you love me, mommy, daddy, grandma, whoever it is, if you love me, then there is nothing. You, why would you lie to me? Why would you do anything to hurt me? They, don't, they do not reason that this person is going to say something that would be detrimental to them or would not be true. There's complete faith in that person because they know that that's how love works. God put it in them to know this is love. They can sense when someone walks in the room who is filled with the wrong spirit. They often will cry and not want to go to them. Children are, God just put it in them to be so sensitive to that. So children are moved by love in the sense that if you love me, I know you'll not lie to me. Wow. I love, if you love me, I know you'll never have me do something that would hurt me. And so if we're like a child, we embrace the kingdom of God with that same faith. It says, my father loves me. Therefore, nothing he would ever give me would be wrong or harmful. And if he says it, then it absolutely is true. So there's no problem with faith. There's no problem believing him for miracles, for signs, for wonders. There's no problem believing him for dreams and visions and prophecy. Jesus said that we all would receive power. The word says that your sons and daughters will prophesy. Jesus, the word of God is not written so that, a, so that an adult can uh, understand it and grasp it. It's written so that every single believer, amen, can grab hold of it and say, well, God said it, so it's mine. And, and I know for me, when someone told me that God was with me when I was little, I believed it. God was with me. So you know what? My faith was set to expect his presence. I thought, well, if he's with me, then I ought to be, ought to be able to feel that he's with me, right? Amen. Right? Yes. Because, because that's what, because faith isn't going to argue and reason it out. It's like, no, 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 God's here with me. Say that again. I'm going faith. faith isn't going <laughs> to try to argue or reason it out. Faith just goes, okay, Daddy, you said it. There it is. Okay, I'm going to do it. You said I'll prophesy. I'm going to prophesy. Why do we wrestle with the things that God wants us to do? Because we're still not thinking like a child that says, my Daddy loves me. 
Jesus, my brother, the Lord, the lover of my soul, he loves me. He'll never do anything to hurt me. If he told me to wait for the Holy Spirit, to receive the Holy Spirit, then it must be wonderful and awesome for me. And therefore, I should wait. I should not put off or procrastinate receiving the Holy Spirit. If he says that I shall um, prophesy, that I'll speak in other tongues, that I'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that I'll cast out devils, that I'll heal the crippled and the lame and the blind, and guess what? I'm going to do that. Because that's childlike faith that says, Daddy said it, Jesus said it, that's what I'm going to do. And there is no, there is no fighting it. There's, there's no trying. I heard this in, in prayer Thursday night. Don't try, don't try, don't try. Because, see, when you're trying to make it happen, your faith is not in the one who said it will happen. You have it. You receive it. See, he said you receive the kingdom of God like a child. You receive it. It is a gift. Your father loves you. I'm giving you this gift. Daddy gives you a present. You don't question it. You know it's going to be awesome. Mommy, it's the same thing. We're male and female, but we're all sons. In the same way, whatever that person who genuinely, you know they love you, whatever they give you, it's going to be awesome. And that's how we receive it. So we should not wrestle with the the things of of God, no matter what they are. The church should not wrestle with this. I know there's there's a lot of people who still struggle and think that, you know, that the gifts of the Spirit aren't for them. And, you know, it's only for some. But But Jesus said, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. He said, I have to go so that he can come. Now, why would Jesus do that if the Holy Spirit was not for all of us? Why, why would Jesus tell us to go into all the world and be witnesses if he, and, and wait for the power to do it? Are we not all called? Yes. We're all called to be witnesses for him. Would he give some of us the power and some of us not so that some can struggle and some can do? No, because he's not a respecter of individual persons. He loves us all the same. So, He expected us all to receive the power of God to be his witnesses on the earth, to go make disciples, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, because we need the power of God to do that. Do you think he operated on the earth without it and did what he did? No, he could not. Because if he could, he would have been doing things before he was anointed. When he was 15, 16, 20, whatever it was, before he ever became truly anointed with the Holy Spirit, he would have been doing those things. But he did not start until he received the anointing of the Holy Spirit on his life. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to be able to do those things. So, um, the Lord reminded me of Luke chapter 18, 17. That says, whoever does not accept, accept and receive the kingdom of God like a child shall in no way enter it. Uh, eighteen seventeen. Whoever does not accept and receive the kingdom of God like a little child shall in no way enter it. Now, I know that makes it might send goosebumps. I'm saved. Jesus loves me. I accepted him. Yes. We have to receive the kingdom of God like a child without any doubt, without any uh, hindrances to our faith. 
or trying to reason it out. And I, there, there's another scripture, and I don't know where it's at. I'm sorry. I was up till about 4 o'clock this morning. <laughs> but that's just, that's, we're all wired Lena, differently. Let me just, just, just put a, an interjection here. Mm-hmm. I often, when I read that scripture, if we don't come to the Father like a child, we have no part of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. We cannot enter into it. And um, we have to really keep ourselves very in a place as a child that will just be so open to receive. And I watch, I watch society today, and, and I watch people today reason all the reasons why they shouldn't receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. All the reasons why they sh- it's okay to keep doing, continue doing what they're doing. And I'm telling you something, that reasoning will bring you into a place because the, the devil is so subtle today. Hey! 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 God wants to give a hey! Hey! A shout to all of us to wake us up to hear in our lives. Because the devil is so subtle. He'll use anything to pull people away for them to fall away and be part of the apostasy. And that apostasy has to take place. It will start taking place before the rapture of Jesus Christ. The rapture of the church. I'm sorry, you're right. Before the rapture, Jesus raptures his church. Because remember it says two will be in the bed, one will be sleep, two will be sleeping, one will be taken away, two in the field, one will be taken away. And it just he gives the illustration. In other words, there's gonna be one that, that they might even feel like they're, they're they're both believers, but one's not. And I I just wanted to interject that because that is so important and i believe so and i'm so grateful for the gift of tongues that can keep us in the place of being a spiritual person and i'm you know what i mean by a spiritual person a person of the holy ghost a person of the holy ghost carrying his presence Humbling ourselves before him and moving with him, obeying him. Yeah. Amen. She's going to share a little bit about what the, the technology thing. But I want to go to Galatians real quick. Galatians chapter 3. This is part of what's going on or the adversity that you and I, the body of Christ, faces. God wants us, we saw last night, he... He wants his people to carry his name and to do the works of the Father, right? Remember, Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater, because I go to my Father. But the Lord, the Spirit of God dropped this down in me in Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verse 1 in the New King James first. But we had, the panel... Everyone in the panel has helped contribute and, and, and touched on the apostasy. 
the falling away from the faith, the love of many waxing cold. But Galatians 3.1, the Holy Spirit just highlighted this to me, and I'm going to read it from three different versions. But the New King James says this, O foolish Galatians, and I put in parentheses, church, you know, it's the New Testament church today. O foolish church, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? If I was Paul writing to a letter that was bewitched, I would say, hey, who's bewitched you? You know, he, he was like a, the father, a father mother <laughs> for the churches to get launched and planted. He faced great adversity, Paul did, to, put, to take the gospel to the Gentile. Amen? So he planted something in this, in this regional church, this geographical city, Galatia, and won many to the Lord. All of a sudden, they began to drift. They began to be beguiled. And he said, who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? You know, God's tired of the excuses of people of why they don't obey the, the word of God. There's a cup that is being filled. And I'll tell you this, when the cup of the Lord is filled, judgment comes. And judgment starts in the house of God. I'll smile. I'll try to make this as light as I can. Ju judgment starts in the house of God. And the cup of the Lord is being filled. And what, are, what is that cup? The cup of sin, the sins not only of the world, the sins of the church is filling up this cup. And God, when that cup gets full, judgment must come. Uh, Sister Ann Graham, I think it was, that she said something. If God doesn't judge America, he's got to ask, he's got to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah. That's pretty powerful stuff, amen? Oh, but Lord, we just want to hear bless, well, just tell us how, you know, edify our spirit. We want to be happy and, and, and just flying in the, in the realms of the spirit. My God, we need to be the church. Amen. We need to be those that, and the Bible says that when God began to move and the church was being persecuted and they were doing the works of God and even to their own hurt, even laying their lives down to their own death. It's happening right now in the Middle East. We're aloof from it. We don't even realize it. The lifespan of somebody giving their life to Christ in the Middle East. We're here in America. Fat America by the way. Amen? Oh, God, make us lean, mean, Holy Ghost machines. We need to get the, uh, the fat off of us, the, the pride out of our life, and be willing servants and obedient to the things of God. Well, praise the Lord. I'll get there. My Lord Jesus, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. You talk about a, an urgency in Paul. How dare the devil beguile and come against my church. How dare him touch the things that God has birthed. There's a righteous anger. Amen. Amen. One of the names of the Lord is jealous. I, the Lord, am jealous. I'm a jealous God. Praise God. Amen. He loves his seed. He loves his people. The message version says this of the same verse. 
You crazy Galatians. <laughs> Can you put the message up, Bill? You crazy Galatians. But let's put it, you crazy church. Did someone put a hex on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened. For it's obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your lives. His sacrifice on the cross was certainly set before you clearly enough. Well, there goes the pastor asking us to come to prayer again. Look at this. Oh, another meeting. Look at this. He died so you can live that we might die so he can live. Amen. The Amplified uh, New Edition says this. Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians. I'll repeat that. And I'm saying this to the, the board, word of God is saying this to the body of Christ here in this, in this locale, but also nationally and globally. Oh, you poor, silly, thoughtless, unreflecting and senseless church. Who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you? So it's apparent to the apostle, the church planners, and the leaders, it's apparent that there's a bewitching going on on the flock. The Bible says in Proverbs, know the conditions of your flock and take care of them. Lead them, protect them, help them become all God wants them to be. But I'm holding you accountable, leaders, to protect my sheep. And warn them if, there's a, if there are predators coming. And they're satanic. Amen? David said, uh, the, your servant to Saul, when he was, man, he heard Goliath's tauntings. And he said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? The whole army of Israel is in fear and trembling. David has the chutzpah because he has an intimate relationship with God, as Carol was saying. We need Holy Ghost chutzpah. We need to be brave and bold in the kingdom of God. And it only comes. It doesn't come just through the knowledge of the word. It comes by the empowerment of the Holy Ghost to take a righteous stand and be the church of the living God. Hallelujah. I don't want to follow some pansy that just wants to tickle my ears. I want somebody that's going to say, cut me. Cut me, Mick. I want to be like Rocky Balboa. Cut me, Mick. I can't see. I'm in the ring with, a, somebody, with an opponent. Paul, Paul used those analogies, didn't he? Boxing. I box the air. Amen. As a boxer, I wrestle. There's things that God, God wants to revive back into the church again. It's the heart of David. It's the heart of a, of a warrior, bless God. There is a beguilement strategy of Satan. Oh, I didn't finish this one. I didn't finish this translation. I am so, uh, I'm not apologizing. Oh, you poor, silly, thoughtless, unreflecting, and senseless church. Who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you? Unto whom right before your eyes, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. 
In other words, God paid such a price for our soul to be saved. It wasn't just to get our bacon out of hell. It was to cause you and I to become a brand new species after the order of the Messiah. Amen. There's, but listen to this. We are born for this. This is God's plan and strategy. Here's a fresh vision for you and I. Keep Christ crucified before our eyes. Amen. There is a beguilement strategy of Satan to steal the zeal for the Lord and his kingdom from believers. The devil is so crafty in his schemes and strategies. It doesn't matter to him if it takes a while to get you off course. But that's the goal. The word beguilement means this. To influence a person by trickery, by flattery, to mislead, to delude, to take away by cheating or deceiving, to charm or divert. Hallelujah. I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I'm speaking in the realm of the spirit. I'm addressing something in the spirit. And this is going global, hallelujah. You know, honey, the, it's, yeah. it's this, believe it or not, when, when, we, when our children are in disobedient, you go, oh, come here, come here, Mikey. You know, you were a very bad boy, and it's a repeated thing. You were a very bad, this, that was very wrong what you did. No, there's a sternness. There is a sternness in your voice. And I believe that God is bringing the sternness of his voice. He loves his children. Hallelujah. And he wants to give us gifts, and he has so much in revelation that he wants to give us. Hallelujah. He does. But God spoke to us in the beginning of the year and said this will be a year of divine alignment. Divine order and judgment. And judgment. Divine order and judgment. Judgment. Let me finish, and I'll turn it over to Elena because we're going to have to end the session after she's finished. If the devil is permitted, we can do that in next session, honey. Okay. If the devil is permitted to steal your devotions and study of the word, he hinders the transformation of your mind and stifles your faith. I'm going to repeat that. If the devil, and listen, the devil can only take the ground in your life that you give to him. Jesus said in Luke ten nineteen, I give you, my church, authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, all, all the power of the enemy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? I said, aren't you glad? I said, again, I'm not mad at you guys. We're talking about spiritual things. We're hitting something in the spirit that's trying to come on the church. Hallelujah. If the devil can beguile you from praying in tongues in the spirit, if he can delude you that praying in tongues is not that important, he has defeated your growth and ability to do the works of Jesus and the Father. Stand up, come on this to Kumberke and recognize for the night. Yes, pay attention now. 
I'm pointing the way. Some of you are moving in a wrong direction. I am redirecting you. Even now putting a building block in your spirit. A block that will add strength to your faith. So stand up now. Resist the submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. And sukera dura di in mastun mekede for dene sine mokina ne mokina mastun ena dastana in the kinemoste for instine kinemo soon did it and you come in oh yeah i remember do not waver from my word. Do not doubt my word. Even as you've heard, be as a little child, for your faith will work effectually and will activate you into my purposes. Oh, yes, listen now in your heart, for I am there. Listen, listen to your heart, and then your mind will be enlightened as you listen to your heart and you will move in my direction. Let's just ponder on that a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, I break the power now of that delusion over the body of Christ in this hour and its time. And those who have been beguiled, those who have been bewitched in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for the power of agreement now as in touching this in prayer, that there would be a release on your people who desire, who desire you, Father, who desire these things, but they have been deluded in their minds. But we break the power in agreement now. And we thank you for the truth being released. And even those things that they once believed and those things that they once walked in, they would remember what you brought them out of. I see a power being released now. I see a release of utterances throughout the world now. And a moving of the spirit now. And bringing back those who once started in the spirit to end in the spirit. The, those who once started in, the, in faith and believing me. Coming back to a believing again as a child. <sighs> Thank you, Father. That power released now in the airways. Not for evil, but for good in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. An awareness of God. A stirring again in soberness and a vigilance in the spirit. And I see even some of you here coming into an awareness of who God is in your life.
And I'm bringing a stirring again for that which I've called you to. That which I've called you to do. Be like, even as my servant said, a child. And believe me. And I will open those doors for you. I will make a way where there is no way. Where it looks like it's impossible. But just follow me in these little steps that I give you. And trust me. And even as you have obeyed even being here. Seth, this is for you and your, and your family. Even as you have believed me to come here. And hooked yourself up to my spirit and to those who preach and move in my spirit. So will I begin to equip you in this hour, in this time. And I'm opening up your mind and your heart even now to the things of the spirit for your call on your life. And you have known what I have spoken to you. Rehearse those things again. For I'm opening up now. Lift up your hands, family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We release that now in the name of Jesus. Jesus The callings to the nations. The callings to move out in the spirit. For those things that are ahead. Holy Spirit, come upon them. Come upon them with your anointing. The empowerment of what was just spoken to them, Lord. A fresh vision for the fresh mission. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This weekend is filled, whether the Lord speaks to you through a prophetic utterance or not. There is a stirring of a fresh vision for a fresh mission. So I would stay open for God to be depositing and speaking to you concerning that. Amen. The love of the Father is so important for us to experience. The sternness of the Father is something that we will experience so that we're not doomed and we don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Many, I believe, in the church because there's been so much. God's, listen, guys, God's going to clean up a whole lot. It's going to clean up all that competition that has been breaded into the church. There is no competition. Everything that everybody has gotten from the Lord, truly from the Lord, is very important to him. In the tapestry that he has already woven for this end time harvest. And we all have a part of it. If you've ever seen a tapestry, a thread upon a thread, if you are missing one thread, you're not going to get that full picture. 
And everything that God has threaded together by his glory, by his glorious will, is so important. Every person here is so needed. Father's heart is something we all need to experience. And when you do, you will know of the love that he had for his dearly beloved son. Because in his dearly beloved son was you. And here is God who created all things. Why would he go to the place of, of giving his son to be sacrificed in a way that he did? It was for our sins, there had to be a perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect blood to wash away all sins. I want to say this because I believe it's in connection with all that is being spoken, but the Lord spoke this to me. And I really feel the soberness of the Holy Spirit. And I believe all you guys, you're very, very attentive right now. But I want you to be even a little bit super more attentive because there is a undercurrent of the enemy that's coming in and it's being justified by others. And I'm going to hit it head on. Marijuana. Marijuana is being made legal in states for recreational entertainment. Marijuana is being made legal for medicinal purposes. Marijuana is the practice of sorcery, a company result of it. And it'll bring you into that place where you'll be reaching for something higher than marijuana. It is a lie from the devil to strip away your godly senses and bring you into a place of demonic senses. Hallucinative drug. Please listen to me. This is why we have the forums. We are going to push. We will endeavor to do what Holy Spirit, no matter what the cost is, no matter what the price that comes at us individually towards us to stop, quit, whatever. But these things are so important to come out. But we are not operating in the fullness, but we will be operating in the fullness because the ones who are attentive and the ones who are being attending the forums and the ones who watch the forums by internet and receive it will be ones and not just not just here, but all over around the world that, are, that have this voice to prepare the church and to get the church ready to move and operate in, the, in, in what we've been called to do. But this, this hallucinative drug is being allowed in churches, and I've even heard of churches of young people coming together to smoke marijuana because it can bring them into a higher place of worship. It will mask your true feelings. 
And it is demonic. It is a pharmacia spirit. There's a, an epidemic of opioids in the, the world right now, and our president is hitting on it. People need to be delivered from opioids. I have many dear friends that are now addicted to opioids because of pain. And I say, where is the church? Where is the power of God? We're so caught up in our, our, all of our things that we have to do all day, and we can't get to church, or we can't get to prayer, and we have all these excuses like my husband was saying, and the Spirit of God has been saying this at our church over and over to our people are so sick and tired of hearing our voices, but they can't hear God's voice in it. And we will not stop till God stops. Because God is trying to get our attention. Listen, everybody. God is trying to get our attentions to wake up. What are we doing? Jesus said to the disciples when they came to him, said, your disciples couldn't even cast this one out. And Jesus said, this one's not going to be cast out except by prayer and fasting. And when we get to the place, church, where we start to really love one another, The agape love for one another. See, God is going to move through his people. And we begin to fast and pray for these things to be broken. We have, and I will name, the Democratic Party, and many of them on there are all for recreational marijuana. Many of them. Many Christians are justifying it. I say, where is the power of God? Where are people that are praying in the Holy Ghost to ascertain the very will and purpose of God? For God, for us to lay our lives down, church, as they did, why should not we? Even even more so, they could see what was ahead. John received the vision, a revelation of what was to take place. I can't imagine what was going on in John. The seriousness of this hour, we have to grab hold of it and be empowered by the Spirit to carry out what God is willing to carry out for his love to be manifested to a generation of people that are godless and hopeless. People that are addicted to these drugs are because they are in so much pain. What is the church doing? We were called to go heal the sick. To work miracles. And all of these gifts come out of the springboard of being filled and baptized in the fullness of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Selah.
Wow. Quite sobering session. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for the fa your faithfulness to us all. Thank you that your word reveals to us that a wise man loves the reproofs of life. And Lord, I, I personally feel your loving reproof that it's love. Love is always your motive and faith is your method. Lord, as we close this session, we do. You're, we know that the kingdom is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's such a strong, sober session of addressing things that are happening and occurring in the church and in the world, in the earth today. And you speaking to us by inspiration is to bring peace. Peace when we know that we're in the center of your will. And God, thank you that even in this session, you continue to release us and take us into a fresh vision and a fresh mission. In Jesus' name, amen.